how we met. That's our story. It was almost like we were meant to meet that night. It was like kind of the classic when you're not looking it shows up sort of thing. I caught the feels. But I look back at that and I'm like, how did my parents not be like, what the heck? Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday and welcome to a brand new episode of The Story of Us. I'm your host, Jasmine, and on today's episode, we'll be hearing from another amazing guest with a phenomenal story that you just won't believe. In fact, it might even be the craziest one yet, and it goes something like this. I'm from America and my ex is from Australia. We met at an Australia Day party in Nicaragua when I was standing in line for a chicken sandwich. I left for Costa Rica the next morning, but happened to be doing an exchange in Australia the next semester. We spoke every day for four months, and I ended up flying over six weeks early to stay with him on the sunny coast before starting uni. We dated for three years, but sadly broke up while volunteering together in Nepal over the summer. This meant we had to live together in the same unit on a remote island. As a result, I ended up couch surfing with a guy who was now my husband. Oh my God, no words. Let's get into it. Okay, this might be the craziest story I think we've had on the show yet. And I'm so (laughs) excited to unpack this one because I know that entry only scratched the surface. And lucky for me, we have the wonderful Kate joining me to provide all the scintillating details. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I always said that I feel like the story sounds fake or like some sort of reality TV show or something. I don't know, something um, that needs to be recorded. Maybe I'll get a movie deal after this. Why not? I mean, you can't make this stuff up and (laughs) I'm so excited to get into it. Okay. So we know you like chicken sandwiches. You like traveling. I already know we're going to get along amazingly. So so typically I always start the show off by doing a little three question icebreaker. So are you ready? I'm ready. Fantastic. What are three words that you would use to best describe yourself? I feel like adventurous is definitely one. (laughs) Oh, that was one. (laughs) Yeah. Adventurous, definitely. Um, Zestful, which is just like excited about life, I guess. Um, And extroverted, like I'm just an extrovert to my core. Love people, love being around people, get energy off people. I just, yeah, super extroverted. The perfect podcast guest. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, true. (laughs) All right. And tell me, what is one thing that I would never guess about you or some interesting fun fact that you have about yourself? Uh, So in keeping with the theme, um, I did What You're Not Supposed to Do and I got a tattoo with my ex. (laughs) And it is a sheep riding a bike, pulling a wombat in a trailer who is holding a Nicaraguan flag um, and it's on my ass. <laughs> I am <laughs> obsessed yeah, with this. We got, it, we got it before like ass bikinis were a thing. And now I just don't wear them because I'm like, that's just too much explaining to do. And oh I'm a teacher. So I'm like, I don't really want to run into a student and have them know all about my ass tattoo. So, so yeah, I keep it really modest now <laughs> in bikinis because I've got a big old ass tattoo. That is great. My favorite fun fact we've had on the show. Thank you for sharing about your ass <laughs> tattoo. I'm obsessed with that. Have you ever thought of getting it taken, like removed or just like not in the question? Too painful. Yeah, do you know what? I actually, I have another tattoo that I got when I was 15. That's a Bible verse. And I want that removed before I want the one on my ass removed. 
<laughs> at least it doesn't say like his name or anything like that um yeah. I, I guess so like the sheep riding a bike is because we rode a bike together through New Zealand we um rode a push bike well not the same one but our own push bike um <laughs> together from Auckland to Queenstown and then the wombat is because we lived in a van together that we named the wombat so it was like the shape of wombat and then the Nicaraguan flag was because we met in Nicaragua and then we went back two years later and that's where we got the tattoo done I don't know if this is going to be related, but how would you describe love? Um, yeah, a bit, bit different answer. I guess love to me, sort of more broad, not just like the romantic love is I guess when you are just no questions asked, want to put their happiness above your own is sort of, yeah, just that ultimate like selflessness for a person, I think is what love is for me. I guess that's sort of like a mom answer as well, isn't it? Because we just, I don't know, as much as I think of love, when I think of my husband, I also think of our girls and that's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What love is for me, their happiness comes before my own every time. And I'm sure that's probably morphed over the years as well. Like that answer is, as you say, like, yeah. I guess a mom answer and, and your idea of love changes when, when new people come into your lives, people that you birth, no less. Um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. The things we do for those children, including the birth part is oh, um, a lot, a lot of selflessness. <laughs> yeah. A lot of free rent going on for those nine months. Oh my God. Although I'm a bit of a freeloader too half the time because he's my visa as well. So, and, and I guess you met couch, yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I but yeah, we always joke that like we started off with couch surfing and I've been couch surfing ever since. Like, yeah, <laughs> here's on still couch surfing, <laughs> still, still couch surfing. That really makes me want to start from the very beginning because we're kind of talking about two stories in, in this one yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> one led to the other. So tell me in general, what was your attitude towards love and dating before Nicaragua, before any of this happened? Yeah, so funny enough, I was at University in America where I'm originally from and I had met quite a lot of guys at uni and my roommate was always trying to hook me up with guys and I was like, no, I'm really just not interested. Like I was a bit of, uh, not like a nerd, but I just really wanted to do well in my studies. I had like all these plans, like career wise. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to focus. And the whole love thing will come later. I also had this idea where like, I wasn't, didn't feel like the guys that I was meeting were mature enough to be in a relationship anyway I don't know I've mm. always had very very high standards and oh girl me too guys at uni were not meeting them and I was like nah I'm okay mm-hmm. <laughs> Just didn't feel like I was missing out on anything and I was very turned off yeah oh wow you and I are two peas in a pod everyone always used to say to me like no your standards are too high like drop them and I was like absolutely not why on earth should I be dropping my standards yeah raise exactly raise yours I'm a big believer that women in general need to raise our standards together because like my husband's great and everything but I've trained him up to be quite great and um (laughs) all props to me all props no like he's great (laughs) but he he hears stories from my friends about their husband spins and he's like I'm doing amazing he's like I'm the best I'm the best dad I'm the best husband this that the other and I'm like no they're just shitty ones like you're okay but yeah and it's like no 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 yeah. you, you keep that bar nice and high you're doing great sweetie yeah, we gotta but- collectively raise the bar for these men mm. you accept the love that you think you deserve and I'm just like everyone needs to really just yeah. step it up and think 
that they deserve the world. So yeah, I love I think that. that. Great the answer. Whole, people are like, oh, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. And I'm like, no, I think plenty of people do that, but they just accept a love that they shouldn't. <laughs> Into the juicy stuff. So tell me <laughs> with the first story, how did you actually meet? Because there is so much, so many details that I want to Yeah, so the here. whole <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, so I was in San Juan del Sur, which is just this little like party surf town in Nicaragua. And um, I was waiting in line for a chicken sandwich. The extrovert that I am was just looking around <laughs> for a conversation. He was sitting there and I was like, Oh, wow. I was like, you look really familiar, but I think you just look like a, like Rob Deerdeck. Do you know who Rob Deerdeck is? You look like a hot version of Rob Deerdeck. And he was like, I don't know who that is. And he had a skateboard hat on. And I was like, Rob Deerdeck, he skates. Like you should know him. He's a skateboarder. And he was like, no clue who you're talking about. And he was just so like, it seemed really arrogant the way he was responding. Mm. He was just giving me nothing. So I was like, okay, fuck me. Okay. See you later. And just kind of turned away. And then later he came walking around with his leg between his tail and he had a uh, leg between his tail, tail between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he had two drinks in his hands and he was like wandering over. And I was like, oh, are you double fisting Rob Deirdre? <laughs> Double fisting apparently does not mean the same to Americans no. as it does. No, it does not. So I think that took him by surprise a little bit. But then, and then he looked at me really weird, and I was like, "Like the drinks?" And he was like, "Oh, oh, um, who is this crazy here. woman?" And I was like, "Yeah." So double fisting in America is when you have two drinks. Here, I think I can't remember what you call it. Double parking. Double parking. That's the one. Yeah, double fisting here is a bit more of aggressive and sexual. Uh, Slightly thing, more yeah, aggressive. So that's what we call it in America. <laughs> and he was like, oh, one's for you. And I was like, oh, I don't really drink. I was like the only sober person at this party. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I don't drink either. And I was like, what? <laughs> you got two drinks in your hand. So like the Australia Day party in San Juan del Sur is just like this big bar slash pool crawl. Like you go to all these hotels, the whole day is spent doing it. So you do it at first at like pools and all of that. And then the night it moves on to this club. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to this club with all my friends and I was like, oh, okay, do you want to come? And he was like, oh, not really, but I don't want to stop talking to you. And I was like, ooh, romance. A little uh-huh. bit. I was like, okay, that was nice. And Very um, slick. <laughs> Anyway, we went on to this party. I I love to have a dance. And I was like, all right, what's your go-to move? Like you're at the club, there's great music on. What's your go-to move? And I kind of expected him not to really do much because he was this like observant, shy sort of person. And he started tapping his foot and I was like, oh, okay. Like thought that was all (laughs) I was going to get. And then he broke into the Napoleon Dynamite dance. Oh my gosh. Movie. That's Um, that's bold. I was like I love you I think I said it to him I was like I think I love you and um, (laughs) then the night progressed from there and yeah it was actually really weird because I was traveling with this other guy who was Aussie and we had gone to a hostel in another town before Mm -hmm. this and he'd come into the hostel room and he was like oh my god there are these Aussie wankers out there and they're (laughs) just like really giving us a bad name and I was like oh shame blah blah like we just had a laugh about it and then um at, as I was dancing with this guy it, my, my friend came up to me and he was like Kate that is the Aussie wanker That's one of them oh no the <laughs> Aussies Wild. are just another group I was gonna um, <laughs> I was gonna ask how you ended up at an Australia day party but it, it makes sense you were traveling with an Australian 
Yeah. So I met this Aussie guy like weeks before as I was doing a diving course. And um, we found out that we flew out of Costa Rica on the same day, like hours apart from each other. And we became mates and we were like, yeah, let's travel together. And he was a loose. (laughs) He was on another planet all day anyway. And I was like, sorry, I'm sober. Like I, if there were any red flags, I'm going to see them before you. So, and then went back and chatted for a few hours it was probably all up like a four hour adventure and had brekkie with him in the morning and um then we said goodbye to each other and it literally felt like when you say goodbye to a boyfriend it was just this really yeah you said that in your in your in your description and I was like that is so interesting you guys obviously like clicked so so quickly so instantly yeah it's just weird that we had had that after such little time together so we left and I didn't really think much was going to come of it he knew I was studying abroad so he told me later on that he wrote and he showed me his little he had a little journal for traveling when he and he would just write random things that happened because he didn't want to forget them Mm -hmm. and he wrote that night I met a crazy American girl named Kate and I'm going to marry her that is wild (laughs) would have been a great story if we got married so Mm. shame on that (laughs) still cute still nice Jessica Yeah. So then we spoke heaps and heaps. And then when I eventually came to study abroad, um, I went over six weeks early and my mom was like, so you're going to go live with a guy for six weeks that you met for four hours. And I was like, yes. And she was like, yes, I am mother. (laughs) I hope he likes you in real life. So I went over, we hit it off. I lived at his parents' home, which is weird for me as an American because we move out. Move out. Yeah. Um, that was a bit full on but yeah so I stayed with him for six weeks and then we dated for three years and we started a partner visa and all this sort of stuff together wow I went to Nepal to volunteer like a month before he came along and like I just remember that plane like saying bye to him and I was sad and everything but when that plane took off I actually felt this like huge sense of relief interesting and I was like whoa that's weird like I need to sort of Think address that yeah means um and I sort of thought at first like oh maybe it's just because I'm excited about you know what I'm about to do mm. uh and then I sort of realized that I think that the idea of forever and like with this person who I'd met when I was so young and like I really think it was just timing thing there was nothing wrong with our relationship we actually had a really beautiful healthy relationship yeah uh, but yeah I just felt like oh I really need some time to like come into my own I think it, it, uh, yeah part of it was also that I had moved over from America and spent all this time with him and all of his friends were now my friends and like I really felt like yeah. I stepped so far into his life and you needed to uh, like create like, independent spaces like a yeah. life independent of him and see who you were in this new environment yeah. independent you of know him. your early 20s are such a growing period and I feel totally. like I mean if you have a great thing I'm not saying leave it but I did but <laughs> I really just felt yeah. like my whole life was sort of morphing into his so I ended up, he came to Nepal, excited to see me. And then, yeah, it didn't take him long to figure out that something was off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then um, so we had wow. already signed up to teach together um, on this remote Indigenous island. And um, then when we split up, I was like, oh, I'm going to stay here in Nepal and keep volunteering with this project. Wait, and how old were you at this, at this point? 23, 24. Yeah, 23, 23, I think. So still super young. Um, yes. I, yeah, decided that I should go and do the job um, while I was at the immigration office waiting to extend my visa. I was like, mm, wow. I should probably go. And I messaged the principal. 
uh, the deputy who would be working with. And I was like, is it okay if I still come and all this stuff? And he was like, yeah, I don't have any other housing for you. So you'll have to live together. And oh my so gosh. I was like, okay. But then this I spoke to him and he was like, you know, that's fine. Like all of our furniture is combined anyway, all of our food, like all that sort of stuff mm. um, we had already had together. So and I didn't have any money to buy. <laughs> so we lived together and it actually wasn't bad. Like it was a bit weird because when it was really good, it felt like when we were dating, Same old, and yeah. it was really bad. It had all of this emotional baggage attached to it. So it was like, it wasn't like I just left my cereal bowl without cleaning it. It was like, <laughs> you left that she cereal bowl without cleaning bowl. it and you broke my fucking heart. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would have been so challenging because you can't even so, yeah. like escape physically. Like you, you just like are there constantly around no. each other and you're not together anymore. And there's so much emotional trauma that is involved. And oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that is tough. And worse for him than me because he had all these feelings still. And I just yeah. sort of once I sort of decided something, I was just like my heart Steadfast. never went back to that place. Yeah. Whereas I think he thought, oh, she's coming. She wants to make it work. And then yeah. I had to make it very clear to him that that was not the case. But um, but yeah, so part of that, like, you know, being hard, living together and being in each other's space constantly, we'd only had two weeks apart from when we broke up and he left Nepal and when we started this job. Mm. So I decided, okay, like we're going to live together, but I'm going to go to Townsville, which was the nearest city on the weekends and just so we have a bit of breathing room and yeah can yeah do our own thing for a bit um but having no money I was looking at alternative options for accommodation and so I decided to do couch surfing and I ended up couch surfing at my now husband's Was this the first person who you couch surfed with? So I, when I came off the plane from Nepal, I couch surfed with another guy. He was actually attractive as well. I couch surfed with three oh guys God. and all of them were attractive. <laughs> like, is... Forget Hinge for, I don't even know, Bumble, whatever they just get onto couch, couch surfing surf. and have yourself a look at the photos. <laughs> so does it work like an Airbnb situation? Do you review profiles, book on a website? How does it work for someone who's never couch surfed in their life? Yeah. So if you're looking, if you're going to a city, so say I, I would have typed in Townsville and then uh, my dates and it shows me all the profiles of people who are willing to accept guests um, from those for those dates. Uh, and it's essentially just giving someone a place to stay. A lot of travelers use it. Um, yeah, just to meet a local and to have a bit of free accommodation. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a real freeloader thing, but it's also <laughs> kind of just a it's more a authentic way to travel because you get to meet a local and they can yeah. show you around. I've For stayed sure. in places all over the world with people who barely spoke English. I've hosted people as well. So, I yeah. maintain that all those kinds of adventures when you're traveling, like staying in hostels, just like putting yourself in a situation that is just different to what you normally do is so important. And I feel like couch surfing is like chef's kiss. And you know what's funny about my husband's couch surfing profile? At the time, I could see, I, I, I realized later on that all the people who left him reviews were also attractive Boy, women. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, we're chicks. I feel like he's been using this like a dating app. So yeah, I was the lucky one that he chose to to give a visa to. <laughs> so this was, he was living there and that was like, he was there permanently in Townsville. And... Yeah, well, he's in um, defense. So he moves every two years. Right. So he was, yeah, he was living in Townsville for, I think that was his third year there. 
And so, yeah, I couch surfed within my first um, weekend on Palm Island and then every weekend after that. And I'm still couch surfing with him. <laughs> couch surfing to a visa. It. I know. I've got people, I actually had a guy on the weekend who was an American that I met and he was like, can I ask you how, like, what's the trick to stay? And I was like, um, meet a local. <laughs> couch and impress them. Yeah. So I, I feel bad because I have joked before that like, now that I'm about to get my citizenship, that's that's it. And he's like, like, why? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> obviously I'm joking. And to quickly just backtrack, what ended up happening with you and your ex? Like we became best friends after that. Um, and uh, yeah, so living together on the island became best friends. Yeah. And then he ended up writing a statement like that you have you have to get these statements basically saying like, yeah, they're relationships and he, yeah, he wrote a statement. what well, a I decent wrote, guy okay, I hope nobody from immigration's listening I wrote the statement he signed it <laughs> I asked him because he was the only person who had known me for longer than yeah. a year and so I was like oh it'd be great to have something like that and he was like yeah that's fine like he didn't care but wait wait can I just wrap my head around this yeah. so you you asked your your ex-boyfriend to write your statement to allow you to stay in the country with your new boyfriend who yeah. you met after you had broken up with him your ex-boyfriend and he said yes I'm sorry gold well, when you stars. say it that way it sounds horrible um yes <laughs> what a, what a mature he, person though as well I didn't realize at the time that he still like had feelings for me yeah and so we kept in touch even when I moved away because I moved because my husband posted to Sydney and so mm-hmm. when I was living in we would talk on the phone he would call me like most afternoons and I would talk to him on my way home from school on the bus and train and everything and uh then one day he was like yeah I really miss you and I was like oh I miss you too like I want someone to do something fun with after school and he was like no Kate like I really miss you and I was like oh And then after that, we like stopped sort of communicating. I think he basically told me like in order to like open this new chapter, I've got to close ours sort of thing. And so yeah, now we don't speak, which is really sad because I, I had a hard time with it. But then I realized that that was me being really selfish. And I was like, OK. But it also sounded like you ended quite amicably. There was no hatred, but I'm actually sure there was probably still a bit of love, right? Yeah, it sucks because just because you end a relationship with someone doesn't mean you stop caring about them. And when you have For a sure. history... And I think the added complexity of like, he was my person here from like the day I arrived. Yeah. And so he was like that sort of bit of home to me that, yeah, just he had met my family and all my friends and like been in America with me. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I had a hard time letting go of that, but then also realized that if he needed that for him, then that wasn't up to me to ruin that. Well, you have to like remove that person from your life. You have to look at it kind of holistically and see it from their perspective as well and maybe the kindest way for them to heal and for you to help them heal is to actually just fully cut contact as hard as that might be because they're just such a massive part of it they're your friend as well as you know your partner people always say like oh yeah you can be friends with your exes but like give it a bit of time and we just had never had that time you know we had two weeks apart and then all of a sudden we're living together again. So I think, yeah, we just never got that time to, well, he never got that time to heal that he needed. Mm. Okay. So you officially met couch surfing. How did it evolve from there? When did you graduate to an actual bed and how does one move from couch surfing to a first date, for example? <laughs> I don't know. We never really had a date because it was just like, we were very formal he was um he was ready to move away to Sydney and he had 
had an ex before in the area and um, had uh, extended his posting for her. Mm -hmm. And so his mindset was like, I'm very much not getting into anything serious because I'm not doing that again. Yeah. You know, we've now broken up and, um, and now I'm stuck in like, not that Townsville is a horrible place to be, but he wanted to move on and he stayed for her and then they broke up. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm over making decisions for guys. And I was like, um, same because <laughs> I had moved to this country for my ex. Um, <laughs> and also just so fresh out of this relationship. I was like, you know, the, the major point of it was that I wanted to be independent. Time alone. Yeah. Independent woman don't need no man. Mm-hmm. And, um, I get the vibe. Then- you're like always that person, regardless of if you're in a relationship or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I am sort of that but I like I also love company I guess so I I do love having my husband around um but I also am like yeah fine without him like he went on a six month to deplo- six and a half month deployment last year while I had my toddler and was pregnant and I was like that's fine like I'll make it work too <laughs> yeah best of both um, worlds you know I think that's a really healthy way to be though because the last thing you want is to be someone who's fully reliant on the one person because I feel like as soon as you put your happiness and all of your independence into someone else they can so easily just snatch it away from you and then you're left in shambles and ruined so I think having that amazing strong basis and foundation is just like the best way to live. Yes. I actually saw, um, I think it was Clementine Ford posted this video a couple of days ago. Um, and the end was like a quote from Cher and it was something about like, uh, oh, my mom said to find a rich man, <gasps> my favorite like, I am that rich man. And then she, and then she said something about like, I don't, I don't need men. I don't need men. Like I only have them if I want them or something like that. Um, yeah, and, like they're yeah, dessert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I am definitely that that sort of person. Um, I love it. Yeah. Okay, Kate. So partner one, Nicaragua, chicken sandwich, skateboard, doppelganger, Napoleon Dynamite dancer man has now taken us to partner two, the couch surfer military man that we need to learn more about. So I've got to ask, what do you love most about him? Kyle is very uh, annoyingly like I love I love it about him but he's very like cool calm collected very gentle very patient like all those sort of very Aussie <laughs> relaxed oh my god very so chill like for instance when we have something happen with the kids like a this first sight of blood and I'm like oh my god and he's just like handles everything so calmly (laughs) wow yeah or like in labor like he's so calm and I'm definitely not calm um so yeah he just is that calming presence and it's nice to have those two dynamics in a relationship because one person's like super high energy one person maybe a little bit more chill bit more bit more grounded and then I think that the meat in the middle is is really magical um my parents are the exact same way I think me and my boyfriend are kind of the same way as well it's just like a lot of females with a lot of high energy <laughs> yeah, I think it would be hard if you were both always yes. on um, trying to outdo each other. Sometimes, yeah, yes. To flip that question on its head, and you kind of mentioned that the thing you love most about him can be the thing that irritates you most about him. But what is something, um, if anything else, that you may not love as much? Yeah, so it definitely is that. I am very go, go, go. And he is like so chill that it's painful. Um, <laughs> if I've got clothes on, I'm ready. And I'm like, let's go now. And he's like, okay, <laughs> let me just do this and that. And like, I just, I feel like I, my world is like on double time and he's on slow-mo. So it is a bit of a struggle in that regard. 
and just like I am always wanting to go out and do things and he is like much more of a homebody and happy to just yeah chill Chill, yeah chill chill what is your favorite thing to do together as a couple yeah so we both traveled heaps two weeks after we met each other we booked to go overseas together um my best guy friend from home was supposed to come to America and then he tore his Achilles heel and he couldn't come anymore and so I didn't have anything to do for the first school holidays Mm -hmm. and I was like oh would you want to come to the Philippines with me I think I might go to the Philippines and he was like sure and so we just bought tickets that day and it was just like that was yeah we were both very traveling adventurous sort of people in that regard my husband Mm. has like I don't know since we've had kids that sort of changed in him a bit for his birthday one year I took him on a trip and didn't tell him where we were going and even when we were in the country we were at born in Borneo and he didn't even know where we were <laughs> like and I planned this big trip so we loved traveling together and that's actually where we conceived our first daughter in case anyone's interested wow that is a really good yeah. little extra tidbit of information yeah <laughs> Now, the last question I have for you is what is the best piece of dating advice you have ever received or that you have to give based on your experiences, based on everything that you've gone through so far? Oh, okay. Um, I, so something that I've said to my friends since I was in high school, I was always sort of the one in high school. I I don't know. I think seen women and our value a bit differently I I had a very like I have a very opinionated strong mom um and I always had said to people um people will treat you exactly how you let them treat you yeah and so you know when I had a friend that had got cheated on or something and was like looking at going back with them and I was I would always just say that I was like look it's your relationship and you're going to make whatever decision you want to make but just people will treat you how you let them treat you so Mm. if you let them do that to you then you know you're probably signing up to deal with it in the future as well sort of why I say that I husband now you know at the standard that I think he should be at because I've sort of worked him into being there um and it's hard because we see like the dynamic of our parents and that becomes our normal and Mm. with rom-coms and like the dynamic of generations before for us like we have a lot of work to do to change our perspective of like what's acceptable in a relationship and um yeah how we should be treated and yeah in summary it's just know your worth and don't accept anything less yeah thank you so so much for coming on here sharing your incredible adventures and your opinions and your values and I've so loved getting to know you and getting to know about your fascinating story so thank you and I'm sure everyone is going to be so excited to listen to this and also feel like they've really learned something after they finish listening to this well I hope so anyway because I certainly feel like I have oh that's good thank you so much for having me it's been fun (laughs) Well, there you have it, everybody. The crazy, colorful, wonderful, and downright incredible story of Kate and Kyle. Normally, I ask people how it all started, but that's got to be the first time someone's answer has been with somebody else. Now, I really hope you enjoyed it. It was so good to hear the perspective of someone like Kate, who is clearly such a fearless go-getter with deliciously high standards. Don't forget, if you have an amazing story or you know someone with an amazing love story, send me a message on Instagram at Story of Us Podcasts. Please also feel free to give the show a rating wherever you get your podcasts. It's as simple as clicking on the little stars on the profile page and it helps me get this baby out a lot. Lastly, if you never want to miss an episode of the show, just click that little follow button. I hope you have a fabulous day. Enjoy your week and I will see you next week for an ultra special Valentine's Day themed episode. 